You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I'm ready for today's show. I took some moon juice brain dust and some sex dust because I was told that the combo would be really good and give me some energy. But now that I think about it, I think the cashier may have just been trying to take me home tonight. So there was that. Um, last week we heard from Team Hillary, and the week before we heard from Team Trump. But this week I have someone on who has a completely different perspective about how we should be placing our vote this November, and it has nothing to do with Trump's hair or Hillary's emails. Today's guest is a political communications strategist and an author of one of the most prestigious books on public speaking, Words That shook the world. He's also been an advisor to presidents, prime ministers, senators, congresspersons, governors, mayors, and he even hosted uh, his own radio show for quite some time. But likely even more importantly, his communication strategy has also led him to literally redefine American politics with his new 279 for Change campaign and online platform, making it his mission to shift our country's negative outlook on current political discourse and the 2016 election. His platform encourages people to shift the focus from candidates and simply electing a president to actually passing bills on election day. It is beyond Hillary and Trump. And he's going to tell me why. Please welcome Richard Green. Thank you so much. How are you? Good, good. And that was, I've, I don't think I've ever had an intro to my being on any media show like you just did at the very <laughs> beginning. I don't even know what you were talking about, but I hope it's fun. <laughs> Are you talking about my brain dust? Yes. It's it's like, it's adaptogenic herbs. Oh. And it's like a dust. I mean, you're in LA, so it's like the LA thing to do is, you know, if it tastes like dirt and it's supposed to be healthy for you, you just take it and and smile. Well, adaptogens are actually really important. They're really Most good for you. Most people know about it. So that's great. That's so you're like 75, right? And you look Exactly in your and 20s. I this exactly. Is, it's right. working. It's Let's it's... just spend the whole show talking about that stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> so talk to me about 279 for change. What is it and what uh, motivated you to get it started? Well, you know, it's really great to be speaking to you and to other millennials because I get it. And, I, you know, we I'm older than that. And we were raised. It's like you vote no matter what you vote. It's your civic duty. And we kind of accepted that. And what I find when I talk to younger people is and maybe because we have 24 hour news now and uh, everything on the Internet, the people are saturated and they're mm -hmm. overwhelmed. It's like it's confusing. It's disgusting. It's corrupt. Right. I can't believe in anybody, you know, I voted for this, per I voted for Obama and things didn't change. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, I see all of these news stories about all these people and all the big money in politics and why I'm just one person. I'm 21 years old. What difference can I make? So screw it. I'm not even going to register to vote. Right. And what I'm saying is that the system is not broken. Politics okay. is not broken. The Congress is is not broken. Politicians are not broken. What's broken is that we have not figured out how to properly use the system. It's okay. like we've been given this Ferrari and we somehow 
didn't understand that we needed to find keys to make the Ferrari actually take us where we wanted to go. Okay. Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, those people were freaking geniuses. They were revolutionaries, and they created a revolution called the United States Democracy okay. that is updated and in full force and effect every two years. So people say, oh, the Bernie revolution. Well, you know, Bernie was great, but there is a revolution every two years. You know what it's called? What? It's called an election. And in 2014, that also was an election. It was a midterm election, not as sexy, not as exciting. (laughs) But do you know the percentage of millennials who voted in 2014? Oh, I imagine it was extremely low. 18%. That means that 82 out of every 100 young people said, screw it, I'm not involved in my country's democratic process. And therefore, you end up with a Congress, and that's what was elected in Mm -hmm. 2014 in the House and the Senate, filled with people who don't represent millennials, which only further caused people to say, screw it, this system sucks. Well, it sucks because you don't participate. So do you think there's a lack of uh, participation because we feel that there's a lot of corruption or do you think it's a lack of of, of knowledge about politics? Uh, both. And okay. because people don't... I, I, I joke and I say that millennials somehow missed civics that day, <laughs> right, when all this stuff was being taught. Right. But the truth is it's become overly complicated. And so what I decided was... I've been in politics since I was, since I was 16. Mm-hmm. I would, was campaigning for someone running for the state assembly when I was going to, to high school. And then I, I interned um, for a congressman when I was in college, lived in Washington, D.C. I ran for congressman. Congress uh, in 1992 on the Green Party. So I don't want anyone saying, oh, he's not liberal enough. No, I ran on the Green Party for Congress. And I I just love politics because I think politics actually, if it's done right, is the quickest path to evolutionary change for a culture, a civilization, a country that we could possibly do. All we need to do is just get enough people together, pass certain laws, elect the right people, and boom, we now are at another evolutionary level. So my mission has been to try to figure out how do you explain politics, this thing that seems overwhelming and corrupt, like you were saying, and all of that. In the simplest possible way so that a second grader can understand it. And so I had – seriously. So I had this epiphany and it's, it's like, okay, there's a magic number. Politics is just a game. There's a magic number okay. to getting anything and everything that you want in this thing called the American democracy. So I've reduced all of politics. Everything you need to know about politics, okay. I've reduced to one number. And what's that one number? Well, it's on your sheet. You can probably... 279? 279. That's the number. But first of all, let me just tell you why it's a number. Because okay. it seems bizarre. You know, yeah, is this guy a like math a major? Yeah. No, no, I was a poli-sci major. <laughs> but what is a democracy? A democracy is a mathematical concept. So it used to be long ago there were monarchs, right? Okay. They were, you know, representatives of God and they got to choose. So the magic number in a monarchy is what? It's one. Okay. One person, one king or queen says, this is how it shall be, right? And then we go, okay, we're going to have dictatorships. It's not going to be a, a king or a queen. Also, the magic number in a dictatorship is what? One. Exactly. So our founding fathers said, okay, no, let's actually have the people decide what we do. 
and let's have the majority. And what is the what is a majority? It's a it's a number. Right. It's fifty percent of whatever the, it is the group uh-huh. that you're in plus one person. So so democracy is a number. So there's a magic number in L.A. City Council or, or, or City of Los Angeles. It okay. actually is, is nine. There's a magic number in California. It's 63. The magic number of the United States to get anything you want and everything you want. I know it seems like, like what, this, what is this guy talking about? This is like crazy stuff. <laughs> anything and everything you want is 279. If okay. you only get 278, you get nothing. Okay. So in 2008, when we elected Barack Obama, it's like, oh my God, this guy, this ugh, he's cool, he's hip, he dances, he's black, right. he's all of these wonderful things that, that it's, change has come. Right. But we didn't elect the other 278 people that we needed right. to get single-payer health care, yeah. to get climate change action the way he talked about it, to get campaign finance reform. And what, is, what people need to understand is we have two different branches of government that have to come together to pass laws that become the law of the land. We have Congress, and then we have the, the, the executive, which is, you know, the president. And you need 218. So here's, you want another 279? Yes. I'll break it down. Ready? Okay. Here it is. All you need to know. Con- the House of Representatives, so there's three things that are involved. There's a House of Representatives. They okay. need to pass a bill, right? Then the Senate needs to pass a bill. Sometimes it goes one way, it goes the other way. It doesn't matter. They both need to pass a bill that says the same thing. And then it goes to the White House and the president signs it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's done. Okay. Occasionally, the Supreme Court comes in and says, well, hold on, hold on. We need to talk about this because we may be impinging a constitutional right, right? And they may overturn a bill. But that's, that happens rarely. But okay. if that's the case, you just add the magic number of the Supreme Court, which is what? Oh, come on. This is the is simplest the math quiz. How many members are... Of, I was terrible at math. Don't no, throw this, numbers okay, at but hold me. On. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is not just for you. It's for everybody. How many P- Supreme Court justices are there? See, we don't even know. And that wow. happens to be the biggest issue in this election is the Supreme Court. We have so much. How I hope this there? is a four-hour podcast because <laughs> we have a lot of education to do. How many? Do you know, Miss Engineer? Hmm? There are not. Well, now there are eight. Now there are eight, but, but there are nine seats on the Supreme Court, which means the magic number of the Supreme Court would be how many how many justices saying yes or no? If there are eight total? Uh, no, if there's nine. Oh, if there's nine, five. <laughs> let me give you, let me shake your hand. That's <laughs> it. You do know math. The math, math test. You pass it. So that's the majority. So the magic number of the Supreme Court is five. Which is fascinating because guess what? We now have four we now have eight people, because Justice Antonin Scalia, who was a, a, a bit of an extremist. Mm-hmm. Right, very extreme conservative views. He he died, and so now we essentially have four conservatives and four liberals. Okay. Right, and but do you know you know what happened obviously with gay rights, right? Gay marriage, right? Big huge thing. Everybody jumping down and celebrating, right? Right. Yay! Yay! We have gay marriage. You know, in in is the law in all fifty states. Right. Do you know how many human beings out of three hundred and twenty million human beings in the United States made that happen? How many? 279? Well, no. Now we're talking about the Supreme Court. I know. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll cycle back. I'll make okay. it all make sense. See see my finger? It's yes. not the middle finger. It's one. Like good, right. One person. One human being, a Supreme Court justice named Anthony Kennedy, okay. woke up that morning that they were deciding whether gay marriage would be legal or not in the United States. And he said, you know what? 
even though I'm a Republican, even though I'm a conservative on many things, it just doesn't feel right uh -huh. that we shouldn't have equal protection okay. under the laws to people who happen to love someone of the same sex. Anthony Ken Kennedy cast the deciding five fifth vote. So it was okay. a five four decision. Right. So there's four super conservatives when Antonin Scalia was alive, right? And then you had four super liberals. And then you have this amazing guy named Anthony Kennedy, who's this who's a moderate. He's the only one. So now we lost Antonin Scalia. So now we have four liberals. Okay. We have Anthony Kennedy, who's a swing vote. He's a moderate. Sometimes he goes with the liberals. Sometimes he goes with the conservatives. Okay. And then we have three super conservatives. So now, if Donald Trump gets in, mm -hmm. even if you hate Hillary Clinton, this is something I want you to think about and why you need to vote. Okay. If you care about overturning Citizens United, for example, and getting money out of politics, or you care about gay rights, or you care about abortion rights, or you care about climate change, or you care about the environment, or you care about all of these issues mm -hmm. that Bernie Sanders was talking about, we still have the opportunity to make that happen by electing someone who is going to appoint a Bernie Sanders-like Supreme Court justice okay, and not an Antonin, Antonin Scalia Supreme Court justice. So if we, if we elect at this point, it's Hillary, right? Okay. And you can hate Hillary Clinton. Right. We don't, listen, when, when you have something wrong with your sink or your toilet and you call a plumber, right, do you really care if you really, really, really like, like that plumber, plumber right. or if that plumber is doing weird, funky things when they're not fixing your toilet or your sink. Yeah. No. We should look at it the same way. We should just frickin' hire these people to implement the things that we, the people, want. Right. That's the way to look at politics. That's right? a good I don't, way to look at it. You know, Hillary, of course she's imperfect, right? right. And and Trump is a whole a whole nother thing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, but but it doesn't matter. And so this whole campaign is beyond Trump and Hillary. Let's right. actually be practical. Let's choose the people. Let's hire the people who mm -hmm. are going to do the, the right things. And the most important thing, I'll finish with this and then I'll get back to the 279, okay. is who's Who's going to appoint the kind of Supreme Court justice that's going to continue, for example, supporting gay rights? Who's going to overturn Citizens United and all those things? Okay. So if Hillary gets in, she's going to fill the ninth seat that was vacated by Antonin Scalia with someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is nicknamed the Notorious RBG. <laughs> she is the coolest, hippest, badass, you know, old Jewish lady you'd ever met. Uh -huh. And and she is is courageous, and she just says what she feels. She just took on Trump. She said he's a fraud. It's like, but oh, Supreme Court justice is not supposed to. Basically, she said, "Read my lips." You know, I don't give a damn. Right? Yeah. That's who Ruth Bader gets, and she has been fighting for, for for liberal, uh, progressive causes for her entire life. I mean, she is an American hero. So, do you want another one of those, or do you want another one of the Antonin Scalias? who is opposed to everything that progressive people and most young people believe in, right? Right. So if Hillary gets in, there's now an empty seat on the Supreme Court. And even, again, even if you hate Hillary, if you believe in progressive causes, this is the, all you need to know. She's going to immediately nominate a Supreme Court justice who is like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which will then mean for the first time in a really long time, we have the magic number of progressive Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court. We would have five 
progressives. There would be three very conservatives, right. including Chief Justice, you know, the Chief Justice, as you know, and and one moderate. Okay. okay. So Chief Justice Roberts, right? I he's I actually had <laughs> I actually was at an event. I had dinner with him for two hours, and he's. It's a whole other story. But these guys, they're, they're human beings. So right. be, it would be a five, three with one in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then we just heard that there might be two more Supreme Court justices that will be res, um, retiring over the next few years during this next term. Mm-hmm. So that could mean six, three. I'm, I'm sorry. That would be six, two, one, for example. And then it could be seven, two, one if it turns out that that's what it is, which means we are locked in for an incredible 10, 20, 30, 40 years of progressive Supreme Court decisions. And those decisions, like the gay marriage thing. Uh-huh. Again, if Anthony, I just want to make sure everyone understands this. Is, yes. If Anthony Kennedy woke up that day and said, you know what, Justice Scalia, Chief Justice Roberts, uh, Clarence Thomas, and Justice Alito, you know, they make a better argument. You know, we shouldn't have gay marriage. We should let the states decide. Mm-hmm. There would be no gay marriage in most of the states in the United States today. I mean, this stuff affects our day-to-day life. Right. And then there was another case about abortion clinics. Oh, you know, and that certain states would have abortion clinics so far away and so few and far between that essentially Roe versus Wade, the constitutional right to have an abortion, would have been eviscerated. It would have been meaningless. And again, guess who made the deciding vote? Anthony Kennedy said, you know what? This is a constitutional right of privacy for women to do what they want with their bodies. We can't have states right. undermine that. Right. This, the Supreme Court is – there is nothing above it. That's why with Citizens United saying, oh, you can have as much money as you want in politics, the only way to overturn those five justices on the Supreme Court is to have a constitutional amendment, okay. which is a hugely big deal. So – Yes. If you're interested in the Supreme Court, and, and the last thing about the Supreme Court. Yes. Because we don't talk enough about it. And no, I, used, I mean, nobody talks about the Supreme Court. Everybody talks about the two candidates, but nobody actually talks about the other people that really help make the change that everybody wants to see. Yeah. It's, it's just, I call this empowerment civics. Okay. Instead of learning civics because you want to get a good grade in government <laughs> class or, or whatever, you know, learn civics so you can empower your own philosophy, your own mm-hmm. life, your own, you know, ideas about what you want for the future of your country. Last thing. Do you know how long a Supreme Court justice serves? How long? A lifetime. Really? Yes. Yes. A lifetime. Wow. So that means if Donald Trump comes in and goes, okay, oh, you know, I want, that I want to have. Doesn't sound great. I, no, no, I want to have someone who is my Supreme Court justice that I picked, a Trump. You know, like having a name on right. the top of a building. I just right. got a name on the top of someone's black robe, right? Uh, Trump. You know, nom- appointed by Donald Trump. He could appoint. There is no age limit. He could theoretically appoint a thirty-year-old. Or a 35-year-old, for example, which is yeah. the, the age you need to be to be a, the president. But you don't need to be any age to be a Supreme Court justice who then lives to be 85. So let's do some oh, more wow. math. You point someone 35. He lives to 85. That means he is on the Supreme Court if he chooses to be for 50 years. That is 12 and a half presidential terms. Yikes. And you can't, you. you can't just kick him out? You no, can't you say, okay, cannot. I'm done with... No, no, no. Unless you're, they do... You're fired. Isn't that his line? Right. No, unfortunately, you can't fire a Supreme oh, Court man. ever. 
ever unless oh they, they can be impeached, right? Okay. If they do something really horrible and break – but that's, that's, that's almost yeah, impossible. Rare. So, but guess what? So you have one person in there for 50 years, and then he gets two more choices during the next four years. And you have a Donald Trump Supreme Court until what's, what's 50 years? Oh, so man. that'd be uh, until approximately uh, 2066. Oh, man. We went from like math to horror stories. Right. But math is the reality. But it, the math so, can work okay. for us or against us. Right. So how does... How does Change for 267 help young people <laughs> accomplish this dream I, I love team? it. You know, this is perfect. It's almost like I planned it. No. So now we get to talk about the number. It's 279 for change. So I'm going to give you a way to remember it. Okay? So a, a few more numbers and then I'm done with numbers. Okay. 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 So there's 435 congressmen. Okay. Do you know how many of them are up for re-election on November 8th? No. Out of 435 congressmen, members of the House of Representatives, how many of them are up for re-election on November 8th? I don't know what I feel like it's 40 or All of them. All of them? The engineer is going crazy here. I love <laughs> We're doing civics here. This is great. Richard Green, civics on No fi- Filter with Zach Peter. All of them. Every single one of your congressmen is up for re-election every two years. Every two years. Okay. So... If you become a citizen lobbyist and you say, like, what's the issue that you care most about, Zach? Um, I don't know. I think one that's big for me right now is gun control. Okay. So you would – so the Zach Peter fantasy piece of legislation would be what? What would that bill say about gun control? Oh, I don't even know. Um, I just feel like something needs to be – I feel like we need to not be as lenient with you know, and I don't think everybody needs like assault rifles. I think that's a bit silly. I think n- nobody needs an assault rifle unless you're in Iraq or Syria or whatever, yeah, and like you have a military no... uniform. But that's agree. my. But again, I agree. Uh, this is a nonpartisan campaign. I mean, if you right. want to make guns more accessible, right? Yeah, let's have a right to walk into a kindergarten with assault rifles, and every oh, kindergartner should have. I mean, you can actually have yeah, a bill let's have training that says, in kindergarten. I, I, again, this is a democracy, mm-hmm. and and I am a Democrat. I mean, that's the party that most aligns with my values. Uh-huh. I mean, I used to be a Green, okay. but more than that, I'm a little D Democrat, meaning I truly believe in democracy. And if the if a majority of this country wants more guns, then that's what should happen. Right. Now, I'll do everything I can to educate people that perhaps that's not the best idea, okay. but ultimately... I just want an informed citizenry, which is why I'm here talking with you, right. so that people can make the right decision. Right? Okay. I happen to believe that an informed citizenry would look at guns and say, well, you know what? On balance, even with this thing called the Second Amendment, maybe we need to, ha- to have a little bit more supervision over where these guns get sold, for example. Right. right? So let's say that you, what you want, which to me is a complete no-brainer, which is supported by almost 90% of the American public, you want there to be a reinstatement, because it used to be banned, a reinstatement of the assault weapons ban. Yes. Basically saying you can't go buy an AR, whatever it is. Obviously, I'm not a gun person because I, <laughs> I hate them. I just think they, they really have a very limited place in our, exactly. in our lives. I completely agree. A- AR what? AR-15. AR-15? Okay. Just, I mean, there should be no reason that someone should have something that could kill multiple. And and if you want to go deer hunting, get a bow and arrow. I mean, it's just, (laughs) you know, level the playing field a little bit, for God's sake. So 279 for Change educates people on each of these issues and 
Well, no, let me, let me just finish with this. Exactly. Okay. So we're at the crux of it right now. So you, Zach, said your fantasy bill would, would for example, uh, have a ban on assault rifles, okay. right? A reinstatement of the assault, assault rifle ban. So there's a bill for that. Okay. Right? Like there's an app for that. There's a bill for that. <laughs> and I, there's like 10,000 bills sitting in Congress, many of which would solve major problems, but they never get passed because we don't focus on bills. We focus on on how big Donald Trump's fingers are right. and all of these crazy things. And we need to focus on these things that literally, these things called bills that will literally transform America. So there's the Zach bill that will ban assault rifles. Okay. You need out of 435 congressmen, all of whom are being ele- reelected or not, right? All of them are up for re-election on November I see 8th. where this is going. How many, how many of them need to be elected in order to pass the ZAC assault rifle ban? I'm going to take a wild guess and say 279. Well, we're close. We're oh, close. So to, I keep failing oh, these math tests. Okay, so hold on. Don't so, throw any more math questions so, at so me. So 435. So half of, that okay. would, half of that would be 217 oh, a and a half. Right, two hundred and seventeen and a half. Right, so okay. we're going to round up. So half a person. So like no, a no, no, person? no. We don't, we don't deal with half people. <laughs> there were half people in the Constitution. They will, they were called Negroes. <laughs> okay, right? and that fortunately we're past that era, and everyone, no matter yeah. the color of their skin, is a full person. Full right, they're person. not a half. Yes, or no, it was two fifths. I believe it wasn't a half. Anyway. Um, so you need 218 of the 435 congressmen okay. to say, yes, we, we're going to vote for or we are voting for the Zach assault rifle bill. Okay. And guess what happens then? Magically, you can't do anything to stop it. That particular bill passes the House of Representatives. Yay. Yay. Right? Okay. okay. Then we're not at 279 yet. So okay. we, need, we have two more steps. So the second step is it goes to the United States Senate where you have – do you know how many senators there are? I love that you don't know, <laughs> M- Madam Engineer. Two, two, two. No, there's 100 senators. 100 senators. There's okay. there's two senators for every state. And how many states are there? Please tell me you know this. Two senators for, for every, every state. And there's 50 states, Yay! so there's 100. Yay! Oh, my God. We're, I had to walk myself through that one. No, that's okay. <laughs> so there are 50 states. Each has two senators, right? Right. So that's 100. Now, a majority of 100 would be what? 51. Exactly. And that's technically how many people it takes to pass the Senate. Okay. But they have this thing called the filibuster. You know what the filibuster is? You ever no. heard about it? Okay. It, basically, the filibuster is that w- someone who's opposed to the Zach rifle bill mm-hmm. is going to talk and talk and talk forever. Now they don't really do that. They just say, we're filibustering. And it takes 60 votes to have something called cloture. Okay. which means we're going to close the debate and we're going to actually move to a vote where we're going to ha- have 51 people get to ter- determine what happens. Okay. But it takes 60 to end the filibuster. If you don't have 60, the filibuster never ends and you never ever get to even vote on the bill. So you need 218. Okay. I know I'm summarizing like a whole course <laughs> of civics into a half an hour. 218 in the House, okay. 60 in the Senate. So to pass Congress... It's 278, and then you're missing just one more, one more vote, and that is what? We need one more somewhere to get to 279. We're actually electing that person on November 8th. Okay, see, I thought, I thought it was going to be the president, <laughs> but I was like, I've well, wait, had so many wrong answers. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here I'm, quietly. So I feel so bad. I was here to make things easy, to inspire you, to no, empower I'm, you, I'm and really I've intimidated a lot. the crap no, out no, of no, you. No, 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 I'm really learning a lot today. <laughs> 
Um, okay, okay, so, so 279 nine. is the prime number. It's the magic number of American government. If you get 218 congressmen saying, yes, we want to ban, you know, we're voting for this particular specific bill to ban assault rifles, it passes the House. You so get how do, 60 we, get, in the, how do we get that majority uh, okay, to do that? Let me just make though. sure. Then you get 60 in the Senate who say, yes, we're going to vote for that same bill, passes Congress, goes to the White House, and then the president gets a chance to either sign it or not sign it, which is called a veto. Okay. Right? Right. So, for example, the the Zach assault rifle ban bill, if it passes the House of Representatives and the Senate and we elect Donald Trump on November 8th, that bill will not become the law of the land. Do you know why? Because Donald Trump is a big NRA guy. Right. And he will veto that bill. So bottom line, you can hate Hillary Clinton, but if you want gun safety legislation to happen in the next four years, you need to vote for Hillary Clinton. Again, you can hate her just like you can hate your plumber, but she will do the job. She'll fix that leak. Okay. So 218 plus 60 plus 1 allows something to become the law of the land. And then in the rare case that there's a constitutional issue, let's say they say, oh, that violates the Second Amendment, it would then go to the Supreme Court. But if Hillary has then put a progressive, an anti-gun, anti-NRA progressive in that ninth seat, and there is a five-person majority, progressive majority, they would allow that law to be constitutional no matter how unconstitutional the other people think it is. Does that make sense? Yes. It's kind of a game. Yes. It's a game called getting to 279. Right. And with the Supreme Court, it becomes 284, but that's very rare. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Richard. So the question, to answer your question, how do you get those 279 people? Yes. That's what this revolution called an election is all about. We get to literally elect... All of the 435 congressmen, mm-hmm. we only need 218 that are going to pass any piece of legislation, whether it's animal rights legislation, climate change legislation, campaign finance reform, gun, whatever it is you want, you get to lobby the person running for Congress in your district. And everyone has okay. someone running for Congress. And you right. Make, so that was my question. And, and that's we what have... 279forchange.us. Go to 279forchange.us. Pick a bill that's there. And we, of course, do have, have gun them le- all listed well, out. Well, we don't have all. We have some that right. we feel have the support of the largest majority of people. Right. That's on our homepage. But you can pick any bill you want that's not on there. And you can do this and you can go and communicate. But we have a widget and the whole process for it right there, 279forchange.us. And you can go in and click this widget and it says, hey, dude, I'm a constituent in your district. I'm going to vote on November 8th. Guns are the most important issue for me. If you support the Zach Peter assault <laughs> rifle ban then I will support you. And guess what? If you don't, I won't. And you become a lobbyist for the bill or bills that are most meaningful to you as an American citizen in that particular congressional district. And you do the same thing for your senator and you can do the same thing for your president. You don't have to vote for anyone. It is a precious thing. It is a sacred thing. And you say, I will give this to you. I'll make a deal with you. You become a lobbyist. I'll give you, make a deal with you. You want my vote? I'll give you the vote. In return, you have to support my piece of legislation. And if you don't, I'll, I'll go talk to the other candidate 
the challenger. And if he or she won't do it, then I won't vote for the House. But I'll find somebody in the Senate and I'll find somebody in the White House. So you're saying that we can actually make change with the issues that matter most if we just get involved? Oh, my God. What? Hallelujah. That's you got a it. thing? <laughs> Wait, can I tweet in my vote in November? Is that well, a thing yet? Well, no, but hold on. Now <laughs> comes the really, really hard part. You have to actually register to vote. Now, there is a bill. I did that. Well, I did. I, that's, I'm one okay. for, one so, for, so I'm one gonna, for 10. I'm going to say something. If you care about any issue at all okay. and you don't frickin' register to vote, you are, a, in my opinion, you're a loser. Right, and you have exactly. absolutely no right to complain. Exactly, and you have the no fact right that to go the, on a Twitter rant and like bitch about things that you feel are important to you, but if you're not going to get out and do what right. you want, right. And the truth is, the average congressman, if they get even a hundred or two hundred people saying this, they're going to go, "Whoa, I have to start paying attention to it." But if you have Amy Schumer, for example, who's <laughs> very involved in gun right. safety legislation, sending out to her millions of Twitter and Facebook people saying, hey, do this, and, and we crowdsource 30,000 or 20,000 or 15,000 people saying to their congressman or their congressional candidate, support this gun bill and I will support you, don't support it and I won't, those people are going to you-know-what bricks. Right. And they're going to go, oh my God, because what is a congressman and a senator and a president, a politician, what do they care about? They want to be elected. They need votes. And the NRA and Monsanto and Halliburton, all these big, horrible companies that everybody's, oh, they're corrupting everything. Right. They are not as powerful as you. And, and that's, oh, you're being naive. <laughs> you're being, that's, you're, you know, that's right. ridiculous. No, because they have to give money, which needs to be translated into advertising and whatever to generate what? Votes. Right. You have the ability to give what a congressman, a senator, a candidate needs absolutely needs. That's Money right. is a means to in the end. Your vote is that end. It's a sacred, sacred privilege. And you need to go to Rock the Voter. And we have a place, a link for people to yeah. actually go and register to okay. vote. 279forchange.us. 279forchange.us. Go right now. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter this week. Thank you so much, Richard, for coming on. I should have been taking notes because I'm hoping <laughs> that brain just works to process all. Well, actually, I have this to listen to later. And, and you, you can just go to the website and we'll walk yes. you, we'll walk you through it. One more time. What's the website? www.2794forchange.us. .us. Go right now. And don't forget to head to Rock the Vote and get registered because there's an election coming up and you got to vote. Don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms and subscribe to Hashtag No Filter on iTunes every Wednesday. And not only vote, become a citizen lobbyist. Yes. And leverage your vote. There you go. There you have it. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.